today, the content could be a little more mature for audiences. So please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okay, today we're going to talk about the golden ages of pirates. And I do mean like pirates, you know, tracency, robbery, and the buried treasure, plus Blackbeard's last stand. Old gold, black Sam Ball, Bella Arms treasure. Why Doe Gallery what down in 1717? The wreck of the pirates claiming hall were finally discovered in 1984. So this is true creepy things Tuesday and believe it or not pirates were a real thing. I don't know if there still are or not depending on where you live. Pirate life and the lore. Mm, this has got to be crazy. Pirate in the 16th century were both socially outcasts and pioneers who helped forge political and social revolt. The pirates. Piracy dates to the earliest civilization, but the most stored pirates, including Blackbeard, Calio Jack, and Captain Kidd, sailed the sea from the mid-1650s to the early 18th century. The Pirate Hunters Water Rogers John Benbow, the mayor who brought down the Golden Age Pirates, were as dashing and daring as their quarry. The Whitish Tale and and means pirates captain Samuel Bayarm here aboard the Wydash Doe. Scoring these he attacked. They rode the poor under the cover of the wall. Forsooth and we plunged the rich under the protection of our own courage. His crew called themselves Robin Hood's men. That's actually pretty cool. Pirates and the Life. In September 1965, British-born pirate Henry Ever, that's just the thing, was cruising the Indian Ocean when he learned that the, that the G.I.C.A. was in the nearby waters and a large trading ship to being logged to the Great Manual of India was carrying cargo of gold, silver, and precious stones and every set off in quick pursuit but before bescoating with the measly witches every and his crew spent three days in the array of violence. They looted, tortured the men, and though every leader denied it, trial documents show that they also assaulted the women, many of whom jumped overboard rather than allow themselves to be violated. The account that enchanted the British public and its subscribes departed dramatically from the telling in the alternative narrative. Every boarded the G-A-N-J-I-S-Y and discovered something more pleasing than jewels. The Mughal's beautiful granddaughter he proposed and she accepted to con, con, 
consecrate the act of quarterly love. Every enlisted a Muslim circuit to perform the marriage ceremony. The rest of the pirate crew followed suit, taking the granddaughter's handmaidens as their willing wives. Island influence foremen of the Golden Age pirate were the banter of the 17th century European outlaw who lived hundreds on Hispaniel, the men drive the meat on a booster can, a type of smoker given risen to the team. Given risen to the team. The disconnected between the reality of the pirate life and the pirate laurel of popular culture yawns just as wide today as it did more than 300 years ago. In film franchises like Pirates of the Caribbean, pirates are romanticized as swashbuckling outlaws who deny authority, pursue danger, and cruise the world's oceans in search of wealth and adventure. They are celebrated in books, comics, and rock and roll. Lyrics. The ruffled shirts and terracorn hats inspired fashion designer. Their cruel exposers are immortalized in art. But unlike the Fay Jack Sparrow, pirates through time have not been lovable. Witty tricksters. Many had little regard for human life. They murdered and looted. They kidnapped and tortured. A common tactic was heating a victim's heating a victim's head with a crown of flames until his eyes exploded. This is gonna have to be on E, isn't it? This is disgusting. Thank you for that lovely narrative. And we should have a horror movie about pirates. Like a real good one. I know we probably do, but like a better one than we have. Like where their heads explode. Because <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Edward Law, a cotter rope who cruised the Caribbean Sea and Atlantic Ocean with same wrestler scalping the lips of the faces of a sailor, then roasting the flesh as the men watched. Three centuries of Maldon drama and adventure stories have distorted the truth and bestowed on pirates in a war they never deserved and never had in the 20th century. Writer David Corley, an English historian and author of, the, of Under the Black Flag, an account of the golden age of piracy from the 1650s to about 1730s. Pirates are not maritime visions of Robin Hood and his merry men. Piracy like <sighs> assault. Okay, it says rape. Dependent on the use of force or the threat of force, and pirates attack were frequently accommodated by extreme violence, torture, and death. The director definition of a pirate is a person who robs or commits illegal violence at sea or on the shores of the sea, and such men have roamed the globe since ancient times. There were the civilization pirates of ancient Rome, the Viking pirates of the Middle Ages, Jean Loft in pre-Levelation America, given this historical and geographical sweep, it is impossible to assign a unfair set of emotions to pirate activity. In some cases, it's even difficult to categorize the behavior, no matter how barbaric, as simply criminal. The civilization pirates who kidnapped Julius Caesar in 75 BC were seeking ransom. The pirates of Bear. Bar- 
Barberry took to the sea as part of the battle between the Islamic tradition of the Ottoman Eamon pirate and the Christian of Europe, 17th century Irish pirate and chieftain Grace O'Malley or Grenonia deployed her floated to defend the coast of Ireland as part of a long-running conflict with the English and in power struggling with other clans. Some pirates opposed the pirates. Pyrantees. Okay. Lot to process. According to the Greek myth, I N O I nope D I O N Y U S is kidnapped as a boy by pirates who intended to sell him as a slave. A pirate jumped into the boat and the pirate driven mad jumped overboard and became dolphins. They became dolphins? Okay, things to process today. People becoming dolphins is now a thing. My head hurts. Really weird. Let's continue this really weird thing because pirates are apparently a lot more crazier than I ever thought. Okay, we talked about the Irish pirates and English and the power struggle with other clans. Some pirates operated as pirateers. Commoners who navigate the globe in service to their merchant English, French, Spanish, and others and help discover the map, the new world. Others betrayed their own accepting government commission to hunt down fellow pirates. Friends or foe, aim this tangle of geopolitics and shipping loyalties, it could be difficult to determine who was a pirate, who was a thief for hire, and who was simply a rogue. In ancient Greece, there were the term private pirate was born. Pirates were merchants who allenized themselves with one political faction against another. To the Romans, pirates were enemies, not outlaws. Over time, the line between the two blurred. In the late 16th century, England, from example, Sir Francis Duke, 1540 to 1596, was considered a slave turned high privateer and interpaid explorer and hero to Spain Ingla, England's rival Duke was a sworn enemy of Philip II I'm guessing it's the second it says II and his most famous expedition the one that earned him a knighthood Derek set sail from Melmouth from South Africa under the assumption of Queen Elizabeth in December the S A Assass I'm not sure how to pronounce it, so we're gonna spell it. A U S P I C E S of Queen Elizabeth in December fifteen seventy seven. After defusing a Drake rounded cap, horn, and lost members of his flirty in a storm. Vindication came when he captured a 120-ton Spanish galleon named Nupus Tree Sender de Lee Conspiry. I am butchering this, and if I spell it, it's going to sound worse. Aboard was a sailor in gold worth four four hundred thousand pieces of eight or about half of England's annual income. It was one of the richest halls in maritime history and Drake sailed back into Plymouth in September fifteen eighty. He was visited by the Queen, who knighted him on the quarter deck of his own ship. 
The Spanish protested Jake's attack on the Nietzsche Sendore de Le Consulto as piracy, but Elizabeth dismissed their objection. The most famous wave of piracy came a little more than half a century later with the Golden Age. Pop culture affascination known the Golden Age proved the backdrop for Pirates of the Caribbean, the stars hit Black Sails, Robert Lewis's Seven Sons, Treasure Island, and The Goonies. It was an era in which armed antagonists between Spain and England were resending. Though an enemy remained and the nation reinforced their enemies on colonial ambitions, sea border trade between the old world and the new world, shrugged galleons and figured sail between the countries faring dry goods, spices, tobacco, precious metals, and slaves. The last one does really bother me a lot more than I'm trying to just read a story. Just read the story. Because if you say how you feel in about five seconds, we're going to be off trail. <laughs> really off trail. It's going to be here all day. Okay, for pirates, it was a time of opportunity. At the height of it, some 2,000 of the outlaws separated in the Caribbean alone. Many of them knew each other and collaborated in raids. They also varied for the richest targets doubled cars each other and staked out the bounty at the bottom of the sea from vessel wrecks and storms. Hispaniel today shared by Haiti and the Denmark Republic, T-O-R-T-U-G-A, Jamaica and Bahamas. Jamaica and the Bahamas, they sound like nice vacation spots. Let me know in the comments below, are they nice vacation spots? When should you go? What season is when? Because they sound nice. Like I've heard about them and shows and stuff and people have talked about them and I'm like, are they nice to go visit? Located along central shipping lanes, provided a natural maze of covers, herbers and inlets were private and prioritors. Pioneers, pirates and pioneers could lie in wait and retreat after an attack. Other pirate colonials sprung up along the North American eastern seaboard, the West Africa coast, and the Indian Ocean. How do we know what happened on a board pirate ship such as Blackbeard's Queen Anne's Revenge and Henry? E. Every's the fancy when the pirate often left no record of their con conquest or disappear, like every without a trace. One source is the trail transcript kept during the lengthy persecution that took place from the 1700s to 1728. There are at least also letters of English or Spanish governors and log books of his Royal Majesty's ship. The National Marina Time Museum in London has rich archives, artwork, maps, and, and charts, memorabilia, and thousands of other objects. There are handfuls of memories from the air and numerous authority books such as Marcus's red leaker villains of all nations have been written drawing from this material. Understanding the early years. By the truth of the matter is, of the early lives of even the most famous pirate, very little is known, and much of what is written, including their place of birth and parentage, is conjectured. A general history of 
robbers and murderers of the most notorious pirates by Captain Charles Johnson is an entertaining book of biography that was published in 1724 in England and remains one of the most influential accounts of privacy dur piracy during its golden age. during its golden age. Descriptions and detail that is even this log from the deck and the author was clearly familiar with pirate life. But among experts it is widely agreed that a general history is embellished and that Captain John was a P-S-E-U-D-O-N-Y-F. Early speculation as to Johnson's identity centered on Daniel Defoe, who wrote realistically about pirates and fictional works, including The King of Pie, Wraith, and Captain Slingerton, but Johnson is also thought to be a pen name invented by journalists and publisher Neathamal Lee Mist, who employed Defoe on occasion. One enduring stereotype of the pirate captain is that he was a man of wealth and privilege who suffered a resale of fortune and turned to maritime robbery out of desperation. That was rarely the case. The late 1600s or a period of great suffering in England. Provider was widespread. The fuel system of Western European was ending and present were being driven off the land. Cities such as London were crowded, dangerous, and dirty. That's what this says. Almost half of the British population lived at or below the significant level Merchant vessels and the Royal Navy were in disparate need of sailors, and for some former tenant farms and the urban underclass, the sea offers an escape. That said, there were men who founded themselves forced to work at sea against their will. They were Carely by recreators who promised high wages and advances on salary, but often re-enaged re on both. Captains also targeted drunk or in debt seamen and convinced them to sign on in exchange for alcohol or to have their debt settled. The Royal Navy unleashed press gangs to round up sailors with violence. Some broke into pirate homes or boarding houses in the middle of the night. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. There was a saying 
those who would go to see for pleasure would go to H.E. Double Hockey Sticks as a pastime. Ritter's investigative journalist Colin Woolery, author of The Republic of Pirates, which described how pirates threaten and impalement and help forest documentary only the ignorant and naive join the service voluntarily. Life aboard a pirate ship could be worse than the misery the sailors had left behind. There was food, but the salted beef and pork that served as a dietary staple was stored in barrels and had to be eaten either dry and hard or wet and mongery. The freshwater supply turned green just after a few weeks at sea. Men slept in a densely packed Connolly cabin in the bow. It was typically poor ventures and overrun with lice, rats, and roaches. Disease was rampant from scavery and density to thirps and the plague. Scurvy. Medications were primitive if available at all. Sailors often spent days on end in the sink, soaking wet clothes in the tropics. They worked shirtless. Okie dokie, artichoke. It's time for an ad break class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokey, Artichokey. Ad break, it's now. They worked shirtless and wore sunburn. Pirate arts, fact or fiction. Some of the most enduring images of pirate life come from novels, not logbooks. Buried treasure, mostly fiction. Sir Francis Duke briefly buried some of the silver he seized in 1573 in a raid in Pamina and Captain Kidd buried some gold and jewels on Gordner's Island of New York, most of which was recovered after his arrest. There are a few other examples of buried treasure, however. Parrots. Fact. Seamen often bought back exotic birds from the tropics. Some parrots were popular for their ability to mimic human speech. Pirates were known to use parrots to bribe officials. Hooks. Fiction. If a pirate lost a hand in battle, metal from the boat could have been fashioned into a hook back on hand. There were other options. 16th century barbare private pirate A.R.U.G. Barbosa famously wrote as wore a silver arm. But Hollywood has ex dog hooks and peg legs. Ships that not travel with trained doctors. Typically, the cook doubled as a surgeon and amputation, amputating a limb would have been dicey. Wrong fact. Royal Navy rations included a daily half pint of rum and a gallon of beer. So crews spent much of their days drunk. 
cruel and unusual. There were few real examples of pirates forcing victims to walk the plank. On occasion, when the victim for risk sailed from Jamaica to the Netherlands in 1829, the Dutch bridge was boarded by pirates who bought and blindfolded at least one of the crew, attaching a cannonball to his leg and forcing him into the sea. Hmm. So, planks were a thing. Until their skin blistered, it was not uncommon. Did I skip something here? Nope, it just skips right to this. Okay. Until their skin blistered, it was not unusual for 40% of the crew to perish during a voyage, according to the Republic of Pirates, most often from tropical diseases against which they had no resistance. Banking on such deaths, captains brought many more men than needed on the typical expedition. Pirates usually sail for just two or three years before they got caught or died in battle. On the upside, life on a pirate ship tended to be elegantly. Each ship adapted a well-enforced code of conduct and fairness, referred to as the article, which also applied to how pirates increased with rival crews on the high seas, the captain had an immediate advantage. He regained ability during the battle and typically earned two to three times the wage of deckhands. He also had private quarters. Captains were elected by the crew. However, according to a one-man, one-vote standard and the majority rule, it matters such as when to attack and when to elect a new captain. The men voted like a legsure and were not shy about overthrowing an out-of-touch leader such as Benjamin Hornage Gold. Hornage Gold. Hornage. Yep. Okay. That's her name. Loot was divided equally by the Master, who was also a portrayed just arguments and doled out punishment. Many ships offered a version of health insurance. If a pirate sustained a career-ending injury, he could be awarded enough gold to live on for the rest of his life. Other sums were awarded depending on the, scav the severity of the injury, with a lost right arm worth the most 600 pieces of eight, according to a 19, nope, according to a 1678. I have I mix up numbers. Fun, right? Memory by Alexander, examined to be a French surgeon turned Bankery rivaled in Spain, celebrated in England. A few pirates, such as Sir Henry Morgan, did become fabulously rich. Born in Wales around 1635, Morgan joined a pirate crew from Tortang as a teen and later teamed with some friends to outfit a ship of their own. Morgan was elected captain and is rid of purity prince now common scary cab was a great success. He went on a loop the well forfeited city of Portobello on the isthmus of Panmonia and various Fenland settlement, the raid that made Morgan even wealthier came in 1670 when he, along with some 2,000 men, attacked and captured Panama, a stronghold for Spain and the Americas. Several ships carrying the city's treasure escaped. 
Yet the pirates hardly went away. Attempt handed. It took 175 mules to carry the pirates' loot back to the shore of the Atlantic, and Morgan returned to Jamaica a hero to Morify Spain. Good night, Queen Elizabeth, one of the pirateer Francie Duke's biggest backer, referred to him as my pirate in 1581 after Drake, it's a Drake or Duke, Drake, returned to England from Panama. She knighted him on the deck of his boat and Golden Hind. How was anyone ever comfortable? Even my dresses aren't that fancy in this day and age. Dang! Were people just grouchy back then because of all the clothes they had to wear? They were like, just dang, that's a lot of clothes. Like, they don't just have like a dress. They have like something under the dress and then like part of a like corset than something else and then something else it's like and like a giant headpiece it's a lot I mean really okay express its outrage Morgan was recalled to London yet he remained popular and was never punished in 1674 Morgan was knighted okie dokie artichoke it's time for an ad break class sponsor so I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today and the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon I know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now Let's continue. Okay. In sixteen seventy four, Morgan was knighted by King Charles I. I. I want to say the second and dispatched to Jamaica as deputy governor. He lived out his days on the island as a planter of considerable means and his legendary cont- Legend continues as the inspiration for Captain Morgan Run. At the turn of the 18th century, piracy had become so rampant in colonies of the Americas and throughout the West Indies that it was hampering trade and European nations resolved to bring the piracy to an end. The governor is the colonies worked with ship captains to trace the pirates' whereabouts and develop a network of spies to serve as informants. They also incarcerated former pirates and forced them to reveal information about their former brethren. England's King George I, I want to say, in 1770 of fear, an act of grace, or innocent, and and Massacre to those who would renounce piracy. Warships were stationed off the coast of the Americas and in the Caribbeans. The crackdown began to produce results. Blackbeard was killed off the Carolines in 1718. Barry Lomo Roberts in 1722. Between seven eighteen hundred and seventeen twenty eight there were twenty seven trials in place from Newport RI to Jamaica according to under the black flag. Charles Van was executed in seventeen twenty one. Robert's death in seventeen twenty two 
and the trial of his men that followed became a milestone. Fifty-two men were hung and seventeen others sentenced to jail. In wrapping an area of London, pirates were pardoned from Marshall Prison to an extradition dock and their hangings became popular entertainment. Often their bodies were left to swing in the wind for days and even weeks. In a parallel development, the laurel of Spain treasure in the New World dimed and some of the pirates who remained relocated to North Africa's Baybar coast, fueling a new generation of pirates in place such as Trollpoles, Tunis, Allergies, and Marcos. These are the pirates whom Thomas, whom Tom, as Jefferson went to war. On safe heaven in the early 17th century, the island of Hispaniola and Tobrico off its coast were stopped being places for pirates. In 1606, the King of Spain ordered inhabitants to move close to Santo Dominion for the persecution. Play in his studio in Wilmington, D.E. 1898. Pyro's 1899 oil painting, Deaf Man Tell No Tales. Howard Pyle, a 17th century illustrator dressed pirate with flair. If Robert Lewis Seven's son is the author whose prose shaped the way the public thinks the pirates today, Howard Pyle, 1853-1911, is the artist and teacher whose illustrations have provided the virtual suits. The Delaware-born Pyle, best known for children volume, The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood, is the most famous, dressed in his pirate to jump off the page. Their style was part Spanish gypsy, part 16th century sailor. These wore loose, wide-legged pants and wrapped their heads in colorful scars. They wore waist satchets and a sail golden earring. Much of this was pure invasion, but the images captured the imagination and continue to this day. Powell's work influenced students, including Maxfield Parish and N.C. Waters, and has been cited as an inspiration for Pirates of the Caribbean. The attacks are not unlike those of the Golden Age, relying on speed, surprise, and intimidation. With, in 1801, the first six ships of the U.S. Navy were built in response to allegories, sizers of America's ships, and who continued to terrorize the Mediterranean until the French Corps of Allergy in 1830, but piracy by no means died out, and today's history is repeating itself in places like Somalia, the Amazon, and Southern Asia. Starting in about 2005, Somalias began attacking fishing vessels that they claimed were trespassing off the coast. Those Raids soon shifted into hijacking of commercial boats and million ransom demands. One 2009 episode even inspired a Hollywood thriller, Captain Phillips, starring Tom Hanks, with the format of the European Union counter piracy naval force in 2008. The assault taped off, toppered off. There were none in 2015, but concerns that the violence had turned driven by feminism, drought, and the influence of the Islamic State were revived in the early part of 2017 
when Somalia pirates waylaid four ships in the course of a month. In South Asia, teams of criminals coordinate to seal steal cargoes of liquid fluid and on the Amazon drug gang had led to a surge of pirate attacking, robbing, killing, and dismembering riverboat workers and passengers. The attacks are not unlike those of the Golden Age, relying on speed, surprise, and, and intimidation. high-speed boats and come armed with granted launchers and caloscopes instead of cattle, catless and cavine as Archon Seawood wrote in the Pirates of Barbay, an account of commercial piracy dating to the 17th century. Released in 2010 in the midst of a new wave of piracy, Tennis Woods' books is both timely and timeless. As I write of how a handful of men using small boats, scaling ladders, and sheer nerve had managed to hold the world to ransom in the 17th century. I watch on TV as a handful of men using small boats, scaling, oh, sheer TV as a handful of men using small boats, scaling ladders, and sheer near nerve were managing to hold the world to ransom in the 21st century, he wrote. Who were the pirates? Not just romantic figures of his storybook. Now, in, in centuries past, there are murder-time terrorists and villains, dangerous and violent. The U.S. merchant marines estimate the global piracy today costs shippers $4.9 billion to $8.3 billion a year. The King's Pardon. With pirates plundering slave ships and threading trades in the West Indians in the early 18th century, England's King George I knew he had to protect his colonies. Reasoning that many pirates were former pirateers who would benefit from a fresh start on September 5th, 1717. The merchant issued a proclamation. Any pirate who surrendered to a British governor within a year would be pardoned for all acts of piracy committed prior to June 5, 1718. Takers would be allowed to join lawful society. Those who did not would be hunted down. The king put a bounty on their heads. Military and colonial personnel who brought in a low-level crewman would be renewed. 25 for a senior officer. The bounty was 50 and rogue pirate captains were worth 100 more than 22,000 today. News of the Anastasia E-M-N-E-S-T-Y spread slowly, but word of mouth to ensure that the pirates of Nicey got the message a British, a British governor dispatched his son with printed copies of the proclamation to circulate. In just a few hours, the whole island had heard the news. Many pirates took the pardon only to return to pirating anyway. Those who kept their pledge, like Benjamin Horngold, were often recited as pirate hunters to take down those who refused. Of two minds, one word of George's first offer of clemency arrives in Nasha, the pirate splits into camps. Those who welcome the return to society and those who consider themselves Rebels against the establishment and crowd. Here are George first and anatomy, 18th century. 
Pirates on the Silver Screen. Hey, Captain Hook, Pirates of the Caribbean. So, the Robin Hood. Pirate films have captivated Hollywood since the 1920s, with heroes and anti-heroes who ride the high seas, engage in swordplay, resource demolish, and can be wearing a frilly white blouse with amblope. The film's glamorous setting offers audiences an escape, and they're cast as popular populated with underdogs and outlaws. Two arcusy types beloved by American filmgoers say Gino Basker, a professor of film study at Westland University, Pirate Challenge Authority and Challenge Oppression. You can shed it policy and socially. Here, Bang Bassling Girl helps decode pirate cinema. Do I have to cite this next one? It says the Black Pirate. Oh boy. Film bus remember this 1926 silent film about a nobleman who joins a pirate crew for a stunt in which Douglas Fairbanks pledges a dagger into a sailor and slides down the fabric toward the deck. Pirates were great for the silent era studio system, says Basinger. They were excellent visual effects, costume ships. It was a great visual escape former. Once the studio system collapsed, however, it became too costly to make pirate films. They enjoyed a comeback with the adventures of computer-generated imagination technology. The Seahawk. I guess these are just film names. The Early Flynn Ventricle was released in 1940 after the outbreak of World War II and portrayed an English pie privateer who defends Britain against the Spanish fleet set on invading England and overthrowing Queen Elizabeth I. You understand that the Spanish represented faction force and that the English are England, says Basinger, the pirate. In this 1948 musical, Judy Garland plays a young woman in the Caribbean who dreams of marrying the legendary pirate Mac the Black Mako. Garland's co-star and romantic interest in Gene Kelly, who's subverting audiences' expectation is not Mako, but pretends to be to win Garland's affection. The pirate turns out to be the portly mayor, Don Pedro. He tries to have Kelly's character executed. Chase, then a happy ending assures. The film is another example of Hollywood seeking to revigate the gene, says Bearson, this time by making it a musical. The Crimson Pirate, Bert. Lancaster played Chaplin Vellon or the Crimson Pirate who accidentally gets caught up in a rebellion on a Caribbean island. The 1952 comedian involves double crossing, cross dressing, navigating, and more twists than a plate of fusée. By this time, you've reached a point when pirate movies were getting old, says. Basinger to endure audiences, the filmmakers decide to make the pirate film in a new direction, the parody. Peter Pan. Okay, we all know who Peter Pan is. In the beloved 1953 film based on um, J.M. 
Fairy Play, Disney Update, The Pirate Gene, with animation and technocolor, various inspiration for the evil Captain Hook was an early century British preacher, John Mara, who had a hook for a hand that he told prisoners he had lost in an accident. It turned out that before entering the ministry, Mara had been a vicious pirate. Yeah, that makes sense. Treasure Island. Robert Louis Stevenson, 1883 novel, Treasure Island, has substantially shaped the public presence of pirates and inspired multiple films with long John Silver being portrayed by actors such as Owen Wells, Carlton Harrison, Tim Carey, who starred in A Muppet in Tr Treasure Island, has to stick to its own self, but it can be shaped. The plague leg, John, Long John Silver, can be more brutal or less brutal. Court Rylet Island. It had action. It had adventure. It had box office darling Gina Davis as a pirate captain. Yet the 1995 comedy still failed to win over audiences, in part because it was ahead of its time, says Basinger. Today, you have women as adventurous heroes, and it is accepted by Davis as one of the first, and moviegoers are not yet ready. The story didn't seem to fit the people, Basinger said. Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a known Disney film, when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, I wondered if people would go for it, remember Basinger, but what director Gore Verbison did was take the pirate film in a new direction, infusing it with elements of horror, she says, plus the film starred the very popular Johnny Depp. He had the look of a pirate and he had the style and humor to keep it together, says Basinger. Yeah, I'm just reading this, so don't get too mad at me. The Pirates. In the social hierarchy of 16th century England, sailors fail somewhere between farm laborers and common criminals. They were outcasts on land and abused on board merchants and Royal Navy ships. The work was dangerous and the discipline Notoriously brutal with capitalizing metting out flaggers for even minor mistakes. It was little wonder that some sailors defect to the other side of the law. Benjamin <sighs> Horringold Edward Tech, later known as Blackbeard. Oh, so you're Blackbeard. Jeez, Benjamin, you could have just said you were Blackbeard. That's creepy. The Black Beard and Black Sam Belly Amy all began their careers as common sailors. So did Pirate King Henry Every. Today, through the prism of time, these Mediterranean outlaws can also be viewed as part of a political and social revolt. They embraced other marginalized. Oh. Ma marginalized members of society, including runaways, slaves, and indented servants, and ran their ships as Democrats. They defy imperial rule, and in doing so, help inspire colonials to determine their own freedom. A bloody contest, John Burt, one of the 17th century's most successful pirates and French Navy commander Claude de Forbidden battled the British in May 1689. They were both captured and taken to Plymouth but escaped. We will talk more about this later. Hope you all enjoy. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, 
I also have another podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.